all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Splasher McCoy. And it's your boy Trav. And we are your Oscar <laughs> Grouches. Welcome back to the uh, Oscar Worsty Podcast, our Thursday show, Thursday where we take a look at the oeuvre of a one perennial Oscar bridesmaid and nowhere of cinema, one Mr. Martin Scorsese. What are we watching this week, Zach? Tonight, we've got a special treat, an episode of the show Amazing Stories, an episode called Mirror, Mirror. Marty jumps onto the small screen for an episode of Steven Spielberg's anthology series and uh, does a little horror for us. This is everybody's first time seeing this episode. Absolutely. Yes. And if I did, I do not recall it. I was going to say, I have to assume it's... Maybe not the first time, but it's the first time I remember watching this. And I can tell you, if I did see it, you know, back when I was a kid, when I used to watch this show, I definitely didn't know Martin Scorsese directed this episode. You know (laughs) what I mean? So, (laughs) oh, go on. I was just going to say, it seems vaguely familiar, but maybe because there's another story I'm thinking of or or something that maybe, right? No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. and had I known I'd become the cinephile that I am today, I maybe would have paid more attention to the heavy hitter fucking murderer's row of directors they had on this show. Insane. And, you know, John Williams just playing the music for every episode. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And on top of, like, the list of composers they got, too. Uh, yeah. Danny Elfman, Jerry Goldsmith. Are you David Newman? What? Yeah. There's no reason <laughs> that a television show should be this stacked with Hollywood legends. Yeah, and and Mick Mick Garris is like the story editor on so many episodes, including this one. Like, mm. just a wild amount of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a TV episode, so there's no uh, Oscar breakdown. So uh, does the show itself get any Emmys or uh, oh I, it did actually okay I should okay give us give us a rundown then since you yeah, have it in it front says of that it was nominated for twelve Emmys and won five as uh while it was on air from nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty seven picked up five Emmy awards oh, wow. excellent pretty crazy also uh oh no I've clicked on the twenty twenty one somehow again. Why why am I like this? <laughs> yeah, I have um, you know, slight memories kind of watching it. It's like I think I have seen some of this when I was a kid, not very recently, nothing I've revisited, but it, it pinged that little nostalgia. Yeah, as soon as that intro brain. came on, as soon as the intro came on, I text Paul and I was like, God, I remember this show when I was a kid and it was awesome. <laughs> okay, so this episode specifically didn't get any nominations. Mm. Oh, okay. So is that how they do it? Yeah. Um, and normally with like the Emmys, the one of the big reasons I really don't take the Emmys seriously at all is that, uh, a lot of, a lot of times shows send like specific episodes in right. for Emmy consideration. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not Emmy voters sitting around watching entire series. Uh, they watch whatever episodes they're, Many of them watch whatever episodes they're given and then just pick from those. Mm. Well, in all fairness, they don't take themselves serious neither. So there's no uh, no hair off that back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So so in an Emmy breakdown, without Diana wins outstanding makeup for a series in 1987, and 
John McPherson gets nominated for Outstanding Cinematography for the episode Go to the Head of the Class, but does not win. Um, Mm. Bunny Parker receives Outstanding Achievement Hairstyling for a series for the episode Gather Ye Acorns. (laughs) Uh, Written by Spielberg. Yes, this is the... Okay, so that starts the 1986 breakdown. Uh, John McPherson does win Outstanding Cinematography for the episode The Mission. John Lithgow wins Outstanding Guest Performer in a Drama Series for playing John Walters in the episode The Doll. Oh. Uh, it wins Outstanding Editing for Sound Editing for a Series for the episode The Mission. Uh, and then it gets nominated for Achievement in Costume for a Series for Gather Ye Acorns. Outstanding Achievement Costuming for Series for Ghost Train, uh, which I believe is the first episode that was directed by Spielberg himself. Outstanding Achievement Makeup for a Series for Gather Ye Acorns. Spielberg gets nominated for Outstanding Director in a Drama Series for the episode Mission. Uh, Joanne Fogel gets nominated for Editing for a Series Single Camera Production for Mummy Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And so many turns into a mummy. Yeah. (laughs) It's Stephen Kemper gets nominated for outstanding editing for a series single camera production for the episode The Mission. So, yeah, that I looks come like back and watch that episode. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like Gather Ye Acorns, The Mission, maybe The Doll and Ghost Train are all. Well, I was gonna, in. I was gonna say The Mission's got Kevin Costner and uh, Kiefer Sutherland mm-hmm. in there. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, stacked, written by Spielberg, directed by Spielberg. I mean. Oh, yeah, and, if you if you oh. look at the list of episodes and see, I don't know what their star status was in 1985, 86, and 87, but when you look at it now and you see the list of stars in this show, it is wild. Yeah, and I mean, someone like Costner is broken out by this point. I think he's already done um, Bull Durham. But he's not necessarily the A-list actor we think of as of Kevin Costner in like the early nineties. Right, right. Yeah. He's done like Silverado, maybe. Yeah. Not so, yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching more episodes from this series because this was just phenomenal already. So let's try to get to an episode guide. Um yeah, and I don't know if the second season is on. NBC. Honestly, the second season looks even better than the first from the like second, what I'm reading. The second season has Family Dog, the uh, the Tim Burton episode. Yeah. Oh. And Go to the Head of the Class is one that I I know I've watched like as an adult. Yeah, because I need to see this uh, Danny DeVito episode, The Wedding Room. Because yeah. when you read when you read that, you're like, oh yeah, that sounds wild. I I I looked at that one. Because it's like the first episode of the second season, mm-hmm. and it's him and Rhea Perlman, so I like to assume yeah. that it's a prequel to Matilda. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh. Also, I need to watch the episode right after uh, Mirror Mirror uh, Secret Cinema mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was directed and stars Paul Bartel, mm-hmm. who we know as the director and co-star of the movie Cannonball. Right. Oh. Well, what else is in there? <laughs> also, Griffin Dunn. That's right. In the episode, so yeah. uh, star of After Hours, Griffin Look at Dunn. That. It all comes oh. full circle. All yep. these film bat- brats and all their connections and all their friends just putting on yep. a good show. Yep. 
It makes you wonder how much NBC paid to have this show and what the budget was for every episode back in 1985. Seems like like the 80s and 90s, you know, people weren't really wanting to do TV like they do today. I mean, we've always talked about how, you know, TV's legitimized now, but to get Spielberg to do a whole series and all these people on it seems a little special. Yeah, well, and, you know... To do something I do on our podcast, uh, snowball for a bit. Um, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> oh, Star Trek. When I saw an, an article about how much Star Trek cost back then, like what it would have cost now, and it was insane money. It was like HBO Game of Thrones money. Wow. Yeah, which is insane. And, and, and Lucille Ball is a huge reason why they get that money too. Mm -hmm. And also a big reason why the show doesn't last very long. (laughs) (laughs) It's only three seasons. Well, we want to talk about this episode in particular. Yes. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and start by saying that this was written by Joseph Minion Mm -hmm. from a Steven Spielberg story. Uh, And Joseph Minion, of course, the uh, writer of After Hours. That's right. Uh, so it just keeps coming more and more full circle. Yes. So this is, you know, right after After Hours has come out. And Absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah. Just, just the very next year. So Marty's feeling a little better, more confident about himself with, with a modest little successful film. Yeah. And this comes out the same year as um, Color of Money. And mm-hmm. I, I have to... I have to assume he shoots this in between and probably brings Joseph Binion with him. Right. So, yeah, I couldn't find a whole bunch of information on how this episode came into being. Yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely love to see, um, not necessarily a criterion on it because they don't really do those sort of things. I don't believe on television, but if somebody would do criterion stuff for television shows and break down things like this, this would be a really good one to bring people in and talk about the making of the show Spielberg going out and getting who's who to come in. And it would make for really good content, really interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So yeah, yeah. I got out. I'm going to start off the back saying who, if I didn't read that that was Tim Robbins as the man in the mirror, <laughs> never, never in a million years would I have guessed that trivia question. Oh, no, I didn't even, I didn't look that up. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Insane that that's Tim Robbins. Hmm. Yeah. Got uh, just a, and, and Tim Robbins, again, has probably been in Bull Durham by this point, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Howard the Howard the Duck ain't even come out. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just saw uh, Sam Watterson and well, in the Killing Fields. I just watched, so he's coming off right. of that, and uh, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. Also, also Hannah and her sisters. Oh yeah, yeah a real small part in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this episode. It was so good. I yeah. had a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> Kind of uh, Twilight Zone-ish, I guess. The, I I feel that that Scorsese really captures the feeling of the Twilight Zone with this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like much better than even the '80s Twilight Zone that's running around this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think um, you know the editing is so fluid. 
you know, when he has to spin around after looking in the mirror and there's nobody mm-hmm. there. It's like, mm-hmm. it's seamless, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, um, you know, he gets out the bath and the dude's coming like through the window type yeah. thing. He spins around and nothing's there. And yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we'll spend the next 20 minutes talking about the amazing camera work for no reason. <laughs> you know, the, there's no reason to have bathtub shots. As, as good as we get bathtub <laughs> shots here. <laughs> yeah. Focus on that, the toes. And, oh. and I got to say, like, not only does he capture the Twilight Zone really well, but that opening uh, bit with the scream dreams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Feels a lot like um, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Like he's he's just aped Romero style for from that and it, yeah. he does a really good pastiche of it and I, I was watching it at first I was like oh we're, is this what this is going to be about and then it gets into the actual story I was like oh no, all right <laughs> and I love it too because like you just said it's super Night of the Living Dead where no, in the Night of the Living Dead movies nobody has any surrounding awareness of what's going on how many people back in the zombies in this movie it's like this dude's just backpedaling and it's like bro you're surrounded by zombies what do you back look around bro like clearly <laughs> do you not feel this around you it happens yeah who knows yeah, yeah. Uh, scorsese's been imp- impressing me over these last couple weeks though i'm getting on the train paul dude you're I, I really can't wait for you to see Last Temptation of Christ. I, I've got to get your on opinions it. on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Waterson's really good in this. Absolutely. Uh, Dude, he's incredible in this. He, he, I, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time watching a lot of Sam Waterson stuff because he's been on what? Uh, Law and Order or something for yeah, the past like, 76 years. I, yeah. That's what I always knew him as. I mean, other than like, he's doing great. Grace and Frankie, Frank and Grace now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, a, great, that, that's yep. a really good show. Um, so, so going back and seeing him do all this stuff as he's younger has been a lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah. And like, man, how did you end up on this television show for like the last 20 years? <laughs> how is this guy not in like every movie? Could have been Jim's dad in the American Pie movies. Just. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not trying to replace Eugene Levy. <laughs> I was just I was just using it as the first example I could think of. No, he could because they they have the uh thick eyebrow look, you know what I mean? Where yeah. but no, he he's great in this uh this movie. I'll tell you what though. Um when it popped up with uh what's her name? Um Ellen Shaver. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I was just giggling. Uh, I I love silly last names and the fact that her name was Helen Shaver. I don't know, it just kind of made me chuckle. I was like, I was like getting Dick Cavett to play himself. That's right. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Well, only something produced by Steven Spielberg in the 1980s could have gotten Dick Cavett to play himself. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like you know it was 23 minutes. Camera work was amazing. Incredible episode cool story nothing yeah. unique or anything but right you yeah. know cool looking, story looking at some notes here just kind of brushing up um you know talk about a lot of the influence on it you know they make a 
point in this article that I'm looking at, the, uh, you know, the transformation is very Phantom of the Opera kind of looking. Oh, yeah. Um, so going very. back to some of those Universal Monster movies and stuff. Paul's yeah. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phantom so, of I, the Opera is so good. That is, that is a really good movie. I, I love me some uh, old silent horror. You have the 1925? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the new one. A new There's a new one. <laughs> when, so, dude, when that <laughs> came out, when, when did that come out? Oh four, oh three, somewhere so, in there. Oh four, it came okay. out the year I was working at a movie dude, theater. So it's 04. my mom and sister were obsessed with this movie, and I do yeah. like some of the song renditions. Um, it's not as good as the actual opera rendition of the songs, mm-hmm. but yeah, what's it called? Yeah, well, I I would love to see that get revived. Yeah, it was somebody better uh, appropriately cast as the but, yeah, uh, not the uh, yeah, not the shit on um, not the Gerald, but no, no Jerry. <laughs> yeah, what is, I can't think of his name for some reason. Gerald, but they all. Nah, that's not who I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, who are you thinking of? The other dude. What other dude? I don't know the other dude. <laughs> I'm having other, a other dude in the movie. Yeah, the other dude in the movie. Pla- Placido, Placido the chick too, Domingo. also, man. Like, that's such a... I know we're going, like, super off topic right now, but <laughs> that's such an insane, <laughs> difficult song to sing. Yeah. And they singer. just did not land the casting on that song. No disrespect to her. Yeah. She's a good singer, but she's not that level of singer. And if you're going to do something like that, bro, you better be coming with them pipes, boy. Damn gotcha. pipes. <laughs> Patrick yeah. Wilson was he the other guy in the movie? Now Patrick Wilson was in that movie, wasn't he? Holy shit, he was, wasn't he? Wasn't Gerard Butler in the movie? Yeah, that's yeah, what we were saying. Phantom. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. He's the Phantom. Yeah, yeah. he's the Phantom. Can't and sing. We're shit. And no, I, yeah, I love Gerard Butler because he makes me laugh. <laughs> What's it called? That was not the movie for him, man. No. <laughs> and I love Joel Schumacher, but he. Should not have directed that. Directed that movie, <laughs> my God! You mocked it up. Was that one of his last movies? I feel like he didn't have oh. much after that. To you know, and I know, I, I, I know you love your Batman's. Right. But, I do uh, love my Batman's. And I, I feel my, like that was one of his last ones, man. Love my Lost Boys. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, who doesn't? Jonathan. Uh, no, not even, not even, no, close. not even close. He had like three or four. That's right. He had Holy the number twenty three after that. That's oh, another God, damn. Garbage movie. Trespass. What a terrible. He did two I was about to say of House of it, Cards. I was gonna say what's it called. However, in all fairness, the list after this movie might as well have been this last hurrah because it is god awful. Honestly, after Tigerland. Uh, you don't not, like Bad Company? I it's it's a good watch. I like that. It's company. one of those films that it's Fine for what it is, but I'm not going to sit here and call it a good. And bro, what, hey, when Phone Booth came out, that was a hot. I hated Phone Booth, so dude. Much. It is so bad. It is awful. <laughs> Poor Joel. Did, we got to get. We got to get back to amazing. We got to get, oh, yeah. get back to talking about this Martin. Episode, this episode's going to be so long. <laughs> Oh, well, honestly, yeah. dude, I don't really have anything I'll say about the episode except I really enjoyed it. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah. And Tim Robbins looks like a fruit in this movie he is scary looking you want to talk about yeah. great makeup <laughs> yeah and and he's scary enough when he's when he's 
creeping up on him in the mirror every time. But then when you finally like see him full force at the end of the episode, like, <laughs> yeah, because you really you know that he's kind of ugly, but you don't you don't know that he's hideous. And yeah. you know you you know what I love about these eighty stuff is when he jumps through the window. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps through it in slow motion, but yet the glass breaks at the same amount of like time span that regular glass would break, but he jumps through it in slow motion. <laughs> and that always makes me laugh when they do that in 80s films. Then oh it cracks yeah. me up. And he just got <laughs> And then that's the it's end. It's not a criticism. He he jumps like straight up before too like then they cut to the other angle. I didn't look at the other two creators of this show and I'm suddenly very excited about them. <laughs> What do you mean? Was Kathleen Kennedy on there somewhere? Yeah. yeah, I mean she's a she's an executive producer on the oh. show because her her uh, Frank Marshall and Steven Spielberg start Amblin together. Yeah, so anything yeah, yeah. with the Amblin logo <laughs> and now, is gonna happen. Now Kathleen time. Kennedy is like enemy number one. <laughs> not not in my house. Yeah, not in your house. But however, she, her name has been dragged through uh the mud through, since you know Disney by Lucas. So. Yeah, by a bunch of troglodytes. So I'm not <laughs> not worried about it. Um <laughs> Ooh, what a deep dig right there that one was. <laughs> Joshua Brand and John Falsey, who okay. developed this show with Steven Spielberg, are the two creators of Saint Elsewhere, which uh, is which is one of my lifetime obsessions. <laughs> yeah, I don't blow. know what that is. Okay, Trav, uh, I, I haven't explained Saint Elsewhere on either of these channels because, or this uh, either of these shows yeah. because. There's been no point. Trav. <laughs> There's been no point. <laughs> Trav, when we finish this, when we're finished recording, we, we're going to watch uh, a video of the ending of Sane Elsewhere, which is the greatest thing that ever happened on TV. And everybody, I implore you to look up the ending to Saint Elsewhere. Just trust me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even if you are a troglodyte who hates Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Oh, I knew Lord. somebody who was a proud troglodyte. It's like that was their email address. Troglodyte at hotmail.com. <laughs> Hotmail. Yeah. All right. Any other any other thoughts or notes <laughs> about this show? I wish I wish I know that later on in his career we're gonna get into him doing a lot of like the Neonora stuff, Martin. But I really, I really wish that he would have done more, just a couple more horror elements in his directing career now i mean his directing career ain't over so who knows what we're gonna get a couple of years down the road but i think he's really really good at it from everything that i've seen you know with shutter island and i was gonna say I, whenever he whenever he steps like, whenever in, he's yeah whenever he steps in that role god he's so good in it and i just wish he gave us more cape cape fears incredible we'll, we'll get yeah and i've never seen that yeah all right yeah. Let's get into our worsty judgments. All right, Trav, where is this sitting on your Thursday rankings? Well, uh, did this even pop up on Letterboxd? Uh, you can only look up amazing stories on Letterboxd, which is there. I found it. It's in my lists. Okay. So I'll definitely have to go put that um, back into my letterbox somewhere and i'm gonna keep in mind too that this is a just a 23 minute kind of um 
TV episode type thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I don't want to compare it too much to long movies or whatever. But if I'm gonna rank it, dude, I'm putting it probably up there at my number four spot, right above Mean Streets and Ooh. right behind Color and Money. Nice. Um, yeah, this thing was. I really, really enjoy this episode so much that I'm like, yeah, I got to see the rest of this series. And I love anthology type. Are You Afraid of the Dark is what I grew up on. Twilight yeah. Zone. Anything like that, um, I'm into. So, All right, Zach. Where's this sitting on your Thursday seat ring? Um, you know, I, I did like it a lot. I enjoyed it. Uh, maybe not quite as much as Trav because I got it at my number 10 right behind... Um, American boy, just because you know the, those stories, uh, <laughs> uh, they enthralled me a little bit more. We're a riot, so I got it at number 10. Nice. That, that includes all the shorts, so 10 out of 22. How about you? Uh, I have it sitting at my number eight, I also have it right behind American boy, <laughs> but uh, right above the big shave, right above the big shave. I love the big shave. (laughs) Well, interest is something that, you know, maybe his first attempt at horror in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll take Uh, it. Yeah. I I really enjoyed this. I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I've, I've watched some of the amazing stories episodes and kind of picked around because, uh, like I said, go to the head of the class is, uh, a Robert Zemeckis. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I've watched the the Tim Burton one, so I was curious what Martin Scorsese was going to bring to the table. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Trav now. I now I kind of really want to get get onto the show and, and watch all these episodes because yeah, this is just such a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to call it there. <laughs> Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week we're watching Michael Jackson's bad music video. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Just my. <laughs> Marty, yeah. Marty doing music videos. We could see how that goes. Find it on YouTube, you know. (laughs) It's there. Vivo. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. We would like to thank Trav. Trav, thank you so much. Anytime. For for producing our show. We would like to. Oh, uh, I I just went into the ending without doing the plugs, which is where I got lost. (laughs) Um, All right. Trav, where can people find you on the media's social? Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about it, too. I'm, I'm over here thinking, like, what's he talking about? And here we go. Uh, yeah, you can find me on the Instagram <laughs> at ZK Audio. I'm also on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K, where I'm also on Letterboxd, where I'm ranking and rating my daily, weekly watches. And right now I am watching franchises, and I just wrapped up Hunger Games and... Yeah, so that's what I just wrapped up. Ooh, those games. They're so hungry. They're so hungry. Mm-hmm. Zach. <laughs> well, you can find me on Critiker at Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, uh, TikTok, House Havoc, or Letterbox. Search by my name. Find our list. See what we're see how we're ranking. Mr. Workman. Uh, you can find me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram. TikTok and Letterbox, where I keep running tally of all the films I've watched. Uh, did I talk about Ron's Gone Wrong last week? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember now. Uh, I guess we watched, well, 
We watched Maybe. Venom today. The first one. First one. Yeah. My review on that is just mm, Venom, Venom. Dude, that's literally all I, when I think about that movie, all I think about is that song is Venom, Venom, Venom. We don't even call it Venom in this house. We just call it Venom. Uh, I don't know any other lyrics to that whole song, neither. Just that. Just Venom, Venom, Venom. Does it, does it matter? Does it matter? No. <laughs> Damn TikTok. Uh, all right. We'd like to thank Trav again. From our sister podcast, <laughs> lovely Benjamin Banks, got thanked twice, brother. Uh, we like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar C Pod and on Facebook at the Oscar C Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It really helps for us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. <laughs> Let's see, jumping through the window. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what it was. And, you know, I'm glad you specified. Uh, uh, so, for Trav, Zach, and creators of uh, Saint Elsewhere, Joshua Brandon, John Falsey, we would like for you all to have a damn fine day. 